Hello and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. And I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. Well, finally, finally, Dave, it's the week where nothing happened. Nothing we knew it was going to come. It was going to come. I mean, if, not, if by nothing you mean Donald Trump didn't tweet much, yes. then yes, that is true. Very uh, otherwise, everything else. Um, but it almost seems like uh, Donald Trump didn't tweet very much because he was like hiding in a closet for a lot of this week. Yes. Or, I don't know, having a stroke. Is it possible he had a stroke? Hope so. Uh, no, I don't. I don't I, hope I, bad. I, I, I kind of do. I'll take. I'll take strokes. Yeah, sure, uh, I'm in for strokes. Yeah, we'll get to it later. But this was the week where I was like, "Is it? Is it happening? Is it going down? Is shit?" <laughs> yeah. I want to say too much. I don't want to jinx it. But it's it. the other thing is, like, I don't want to say too much about is it happening because I feel like under a certain set of circumstances, if it is happening, um, <laughs> then. What happens after it happens is that Donald Trump rules us all as a king. Yeah, that's a possibility. And we all <laughs> go to camps. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Looking forward Exciting to it. Exciting times. Yeah. Um, uh, do we want to start with crazy Trump tweets or what we're not talking about? Uh, let's start with some crazy Trump tweets. Like we okay. said, uh, the Don did not do that much tweeting this week, especially on the tail of the week. And I wonder why. But... Uh, this week, um, you know, he did, he did have a, he did start off with a pretty good zinger. Yeah. Oh, yes. You gotta give, you gotta give credit to him for this one. Yeah. Congratulations to Thomas Perez, who has just been named chairman of the DNC. I could not be happier for him or the Republican party. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Yeah. Of all of his, like. It's the most sophisticated joke that he's told. Yeah. Of all of them, I was like, good for you. It also brings up, though, the possibility of yet another personality. Like the sophisticated one? No, Donnie Zing. Oh, okay. Donnie Zing, the, uh, the, the, the like, chuckle hut comedian who does a lot of crowd work. You know? Mm-hmm. Eh, Donnie Zing's here. Where are y'all from? Wisconsin. I spent a week in Wisconsin one night. Zing, Donnie Zing. <laughs> you know? Do you think he signed that tweet? Do you think he like he slammed his hand on the on the desk after he sent that tweet and went, Donnie Zing? Probably, yes. He definitely did that. No. And, but but the good thing is that as a good comedian, mm-hmm. he wrote that and he walked away. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he waited a full day, but the net very next tweet was the race for DNC chairman was, of course, totally, quote, rigged. Bernie's guy, like Bernie himself, never had a chance. Clinton demanded Perez. He, you don't, once you've gotten the laugh, get out. Can I, yeah. You don't have to keep digging into it. That's my time. Good night. Yep. Like, and even it's kind of hacky to say that's my time, but yeah, just say I mean, I feel like Donnie Zing. Donnie, Donnie Zing Do- definitely will. Donnie Zing probably ends every set with, that's my time. Good night. DonnieZing.com. <laughs> for, for, for all my videos. Yeah. Check out me on YouTube, reviewing Play-Doh, or whatever Donnie Zing does. I would, I would like to see him singing Play-Doh. What else we got on Crazy Trump tweets? Um, well, he uh, tweeted after he gave his speech his, to the joint session of Congress, uh, he tweeted only one thing on March 1st, which was, thank you! <laughs> Aggressively. I, it was all caps, and I feel like there are a lot of different ways you could read it, like, yeah. thank you! 
would be one way. Uh, um, here's, here's, because he does it, because he did it in screaming. Yeah. Um, it made me think about uh, a thing that, that we did in my high school. Uh, one day, they brought everybody in, and it was, um, uh, it was how to avoid, what to do if, you, if you're threatened or you feel like you're being attacked like mm-hmm. on the street. Okay. Um, and they said, um, continue to look at them, uh, at the person, but like, you know, move away from them. So sort of like, you know, either walk backwards crab or... Crab walk. Yeah, or, or crab walk. Uh, and just keep repeating, no, thank you. <laughs> As though like, like the person's like, I'm going to, st- I'm going to rob you. No, thank no, you. Thank you. No, thank you. Okay. Like <laughs> he was polite. Yeah. And he clearly does not want to be robbed. Yeah. So, uh. Maybe this is his way of saying, please rob me. Yeah. Please maybe. attack me in some way. Um, I, I can see that. <laughs> please thank. Please. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> please rob me. Please rob me. Thank you. Um, here's another crazy Trump tweet, because why not? I mean, this one, I'm putting it in this list because it is a crazy thing for a human man who's 70 years old mm-hmm. and also the leader of the free world to tweet but this one feels a little phoned in and okay. again i'm a little worried about him russia talk is fake news put out by the dems and played up by the media in order to mask the big election defeat and the illegal leaks can next time we are next time there's a press conference mm-hmm. i want uh I want to get a sense from him. Uh, at what point will he stop referencing the election win? Like, how far out does he have to get yeah. before he realizes, like, that's not what everybody's mad about anymore? I mean, yeah. I'm still mad about it, but, like, yeah, that's I not mean, the focus of things. It's also, like, Russia talk is fake news put out by the Dems in order to mask the big election defeat? Yeah. There's no masking it. You're the president. We have to look at you every day. We know. We mm. kn- like a the, the amount of assumption here uh, a of power by a group he regularly calls powerless like wimps and b of like stupidity like n- the Russia's st- to put out this amount of fake news about Russia would mean having an extraordinary conspiracy in place to 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 put that in play to mask an election defeat that you clearly lost because Donald Trump is president right now and there's nothing we can do about it and we look at him every day and we see his big stupid face <laughs> there it would be the you start going down these logic holes and then you just get dumb I, he, I forgot how math works he, while he, I was saying those words. Here's the thing. Like, if you believe that he did steal the election, like if you, did, you do believe that collusion happened and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that, well, you know, let's just say for argument's sake that it's true. Sure. Um, here's an analogy. Um, I have a baby. Um, oh, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I don't really. Well, uh, but, uh, fake news. But I have a metaphorical baby. Ooh. Um, and Donald Trump steals that baby Mm -hmm. and then i go hey donald trump stole that baby right uh and he's like i didn't i didn't steal your baby um and your 
you do, you lost your child, right? And you're just trying to blame me. When are you gonna get over losing your child? <laughs> when are you gonna get over <laughs> how cool a baby I have? Yeah. Um, if that if you're playing out that metaphor, never. There's not. You're not gonna go like forty days <laughs> into it and go. You know what? Yes, I don't have a baby. Right. No, <laughs> I still have a, I, we still, we, you stole it. Yeah. You stole the baby. Um, so give me back the baby <laughs> and then we'll be cool. Like we won't be cool. No. Don't get me wrong. Like you're going to jail. Yeah. And I hope that the metaphor continues to play out and jail happens. Uh, do we have any other, anything other crazy? Uh, I mean, he tweeted something today that I, under a normal circumstance you'd be like well that's pretty nuts mm-hmm. i mean and by normal circumstance i mean if like barack obama tweeted this or anybody that wasn't donald trump yeah. tweeted this you'd probably be like let's go get a doctor for them everyone but andrew jackson uh yeah uh, he, he tweeted since november 8th election day reminding us that's when election day was the stock market has posted $3.2 trillion in gains, and consumer confidence is at a 15-year high. Jobs! hmm Should be noted. Election day was November 8th. He took office on January 20th, which effectively halves that time. Yep. Uh, should also be noted that... Um, I, I want to do some math here, though. Yeah, please. Um, I don't... I don't have a calculator, so I can't. Okay. I can't 100% do the math. 3.2. 3.2 trillion. Yeah. You said 3.2 trillion. Yeah. Um, we've added uh, roughly, I think, about 500,000 jobs to the economy. Okay. Um, are all of those people dividing up $3.2 trillion? No, that's the stock market. That's just the stock gains, which mostly go into traders' pockets. Okay. So where are the jobs then coming from? Well, um, I guess consumer confidence. Okay, so people are buying so people, are, people pe- are buying jobs. People are being paid in consumer confidence. No, no, no. People are buying jobs with their confidence. But if if you buy a job, isn't that that's that's what do you what do you how much does it cost? It, how much confidence somebody, does it cost somebody, to buy a job? Somebody had to be employed making that job. I don't. I think the point we're dancing around is that <laughs> neither of the things he mentioned were jobs, and then he yelled the word jobs at yeah. the end of it. I feel like um, I can't see, but I feel like I have like a nosebleed. <laughs> you know that like that like my brain's not working right nosebleed, mm-hmm. or maybe it's coming out of my ear. Yeah, like no. I'm not the, sure. I, I, I it sounds like I'm in a room full of bees, and I know there are no bees here. <laughs> yes. uh, all right, so let's get on to the things we're not going to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about not these things. Um, so, uh, just today it came out that, uh, Mike Pence, or as I like to call him when I'm feeling saucy, Bike Pence. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. Old, old Bike Pence. <laughs> old, old, <laughs> old Davy Z. <laughs> Davy Zing said it again. Um, <laughs> uh, so Bike Pence, ugh, um, I do have to give credit, by the way, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he's never done this for anybody but me and my wife, but I'm still going to make sure to credit him. My friend Justin has a bit he does called Johnny Zing, where, mm. and, I, and, I, and I did steal the last name Zing there for mm. it. So credit to Justin. Johnny Zing is not particularly funny, and, but neither is Donnie Zing. 
So yeah. Um, and uh, I love you, Justin. And I'm sorry I stole the name Zing from you. And you know what? I do like uh, Johnny Zing. So there. Okay. Okay. So moving on. So he. So my uh, so bike pants. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dustin just frosted me with a look. Um, uh, Mike Pence. Um, it came out just today that while he was governor of Indiana, he uh, he used a private email address to conduct state business of national security. Of national security. But but it was fine, right? Because nothing. It was uh, no. He got hacked. Oh, like. People? We know that. We know. Like yeah. it's not a theoretical. No, it's like, not a theoretical. He got he got hacked. His, his right. Impl- like like Hillary definitely got hacked. And Hillary did def- definitely did not get hacked. Okay. Hillary's so, server didn't. There was no never any evidence that it got hacked. It might have gotten hacked. The DNC got hacked. Yeah. John Podesta got hacked. Mike Pence got hacked. Okay. So so just to be clear, uh, what happened with Mike Pence? Significantly worse. Based on what we know. Well, also, he used an AOL account. Right. That's the worst part That's of it. That's the worst part. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, Hillary was a woman. Ah, okay. Um, she did that while she was a woman. Speaking of I, women... I, I'm assuming that he was similar to my parents when we first got AOL, uh-huh. where they didn't know that there was an internet independent of AOL. <laughs> like, it was just whatever you could click in yeah. when you when you logged in and yeah, made a little no, noise. I mean... Um, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. My dad is still paying for going <laughs> online. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Every month you go like, that's a little bit less of an inheritance that I'm going to get. Uh, like getting eight dollars less a month. I mean, I, I, my knowing my dad, his plan is to have like a, uh, like a kill switch, mm-hmm. and when he feels the final moment. Just set it all on fire. Yeah. No. Nobody's getting that. I think I saw that there's still like a million people that pay. Uh, well, well, my dad's one. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Betsy DeVos. Nice lady. We're not going to talk about the fact that uh, she uh, called historic black uh, colleges and universities a true model of school choice. Yes. Because... Um, cause in the South, yeah, all uh, all minorities chose to go randomly to the same school. Yeah, hey, Dustin. and all the white kids randomly chose to go to a different school. Dustin, yeah, uh, th- those bees are back. <laughs> are, are, wait, are you saying that somehow at some point, um, what's the word? They were segregated, I guess is a word you could use for it, into different schools as opposed I, to like having well, full choice? I'm saying historically black colleges may have come up because nobody else was going to take these kids. So in the sense that it was school choice, a school was choosing not to educate these people. Mm-hmm. And then another school came along and said, I guess we're going to have to make do with educating these people. And historically black colleges and universities are great schools. But to call them a choice, choice, especially yes. at the time they were founded, mm-hmm. would um, sort of like be, um, it'd be like uh, calling sitting down, standing up. Yes. I mean, uh, imagine there's like um, three circles somewhere, right? Okay. Uh, and two of them are fiery pits to hell. 
Uh, and the third one has a comfortable lazy boy chair on it. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that you have like excellent choices in chairs that you can sit on um, in that scenario, Not technically, fair. yes, technically, that, that chair that you choices. sit in is wonderful. Yeah, sure. Um, the other two were fiery pits to hell. So you didn't really have a choice. No. It just happened that that chair, not yeah. so bad. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move on. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to Melania Trump. We yeah. Visited a hospital. Talked to the staff. Well, that's out, good. She went to go visit young kids. With, hung out with the sick kids. And, yeah. And while her husband is working hard to, uh, to take health coverage away from children. She, About $13 million that she, are covered by... She mentioned that she thought that uh, nature, nature can do a lot of good healing kids, healing and they're kids. and they're gonna need it. Yeah, yeah. It was just um, one of those things where somebody says it, and you're like, "Well, that that person, that person seems nice." Yeah, they seem nice, and I. I'm never going to be in a moving vehicle that they operate. Well, I, I mean, I went to the doctor recently um, for my eyes, because as I mentioned previously, um, that uh, that I have uh, retinitis pigmentosa, a degenerative eye disease. And in Melania's defense, mm-hmm. when asked what the best uh, treatment for the disease was, uh, I was told uh, living in a cave. <laughs> so, uh, which... Admittedly, I did not take uh, that treatment, yeah, uh, yeah. and now I'm much more visually impaired than I was when we started. So, uh, I, I think it's I think it's a fair argument. Sure, sure. If I had gone to go live in a cave, I'd be you'd be a lot less uh, less visually impaired. Well, I wouldn't be able to see anything because it's pitch black in that cave. Right. So effectively, I would you'd be, be blind. living as a blind person <laughs> while having sight. Right. But when I came out of the cave for supplies... You'd be able to see okay. For longer. For longer. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like uh, your doctor was not particularly helpful. No. Uh, <laughs> and neither is Melania Trump. Neither is Melania Trump. <laughs> so here's some things we are going to talk about. Um, you got to talk about the Jews. Oh, uh, my people. <laughs> um, uh, we're actually not talking about the Jews. Uh, we're talking about uh, a rush of increased anti-Semitic... Yeah, uh, so there's been about a hundred uh, bomb threats phoned into JCCs around the country. That's Jewish community centers, um, and uh, three uh, cemeteries have been vandalized. The administration, by the way, put out a statement or uh, 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 a theory on the um, uh, uh, on the phone calls. Mm-hmm. saying that uh, well, they thought that the phone calls were coming from overseas. They didn't provide any evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were going to say they were coming from inside the house. They're coming from inside the White House, um, which may be the case, but I don't think the um, people knocking over headstones are coming from overseas. No. They seem to be here. Unless it's one of those crazy catapults. Oh, my gosh. That'd almost be worth it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so all that's that's been going on. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, there was a... Uh, there was a meeting with a bunch of governors, I believe it was, uh, and they somebody brought yeah. up, uh, you Some, know, like, hey, uh, Donald, do you want to do anything? Right. Um, and now, like, the previous week when he had his crazy uh, conference, uh, and, you know, that one... Um, and the Jewish reporter stood up and said, yeah. hey, do you want to do 
Yeah, and I love the fact that his response was like, you said you were going to ask an easy question. That's not an easy question. It's like, it's actually the easiest question. Yeah, it's, the, the, <laughs> the answer is, yes, I'm going to do a thing. Yeah, just, um, it's bad. So Do anything. The, I mean, the other thing is like, and this jumps ahead a little bit, but Donald Trump gave a speech today, and he, uh, today uh, a couple of days ago, to a joint session of Congress, and he started with the Jewish thing and also the, the two people who, the three people who were shot in mm-hmm. uh, Kansas. And um, people were like, oh, masterful, presidential. You may not have noticed, or I may not have heard, Mm. but I didn't hear him say at any point, let's put together a task force, or I have instructed the FBI or the Department of Justice or anybody to do anything. Well, what what would indicate to you that he likes to put together task force <laughs> to deal with problems. What indeed? Um, uh, uh, well, first, he, he knows the power of um, a concerted group of individuals, as he indicated by stating that he thought that some of the um, people uh, perpetrating these calls and acts against cemeteries were probably from the other side trying to make him look bad. So he's and he and he went on in that governor's meeting that yeah. I was talking about earlier to say like you know also sometimes it happens in reverse yeah and people were collectively like but what 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 does that what does that what, mean what does that have to, and what does it have to do with this so you know he knows that task forces or conspiracy groups or groupings of people generally can be very effective or at least he believes them to be um this is a very seamless segue but i'm going to keep it up so he has put together a different task force right um, um he has put together voice and what is voice you might ask well let me just Haul it out to make sure I get it right. Because the acronym is kind of forced. <laughs> yes. Victims of Immigration Crime Engagement Office. Yeah. The crime Voice engagement o. part, it was like you just wanted to fucking make a word. Yeah. Also, you put the, you put o, the O as of, and that's usually lowercase in these situations. Yeah. So not usually part of that. Anyway, point is he announced this during his GD speech where he did not announce doing anything about... Um, uh, uh, Violence against yeah. Jews. Now, um, now I have a rule that if you want to try and uh, prove that you are the least anti-Semitic person that you that anyone knows, as he did, yeah, uh, cl- claim yeah. Uh, maybe when you're thinking of policies, like don't go to Hitler uh, because uh, one yeah. of the, one of the big things that he did. Um, when uh, trying to prove that, like, hey, you know, these Jews, yeah, yeah. not so great, uh, is start publishing in the paper all the crimes committed by Jews. Yeah, people were like, this, this uh, fucking speech represents a real pivot. Let me tell you how he pivoted. He pivoted from talking about how violence against Jews is, ba- is kind of bad and we probably shouldn't. He pivoted right to, here's a playbook. Here's Hitler's fucking playbook. I'm yes. going to do what, it- that's, that's his spinning fucking pivot move. Now, um, here was the thing that, like, struck me. Like, okay, violence committed by immigrants on people is bad. Yeah. Um, uh, all violence 
committed on people is banned. Right. Um, shouldn't we, if we're going to publish the names of people who committed crimes, maybe like do it for all of them? Nah. You know, like, I guess I'm just confused as to, in an era where we are trying to get rid of regulation, according to him, mm-hmm. um, why would we just collectively pick one group and say, like, their crime is worse because it's preventable if they weren't here, unlike all that other crime, which is also preventable if we did fucking anything about it. Yeah, but... um But that's not what Hitler did, so that's he's not, not really Hitler sure where to go. Did. Yeah. And, um, you know, fucking Bannon is running the show and Bannon is Hitler. Um, speaking of violence, he said, segueing seamlessly to the next thing we're going to yeah. talk, talk about briefly. Uh, during the speech, Donald Trump highlighted the sacrifice of a Navy SEAL and highlighted the wife of that Navy SEAL who died in Yemen. Now, um, I'm just going to stop us for one second here. <laughs> okay. um, we're going to get it back into the humor in a second. Uh, fuck you, you spineless, awful piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, back back into the humor. Um. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's let's. I want to dig into this a little bit, and uh, you know, nothing I'm going to say here is particularly funny. It's just all sort of dark and horrible. The SEAL was killed in a raid that went bad. The raid was um, greenlit by Trump after a, what has been described as a shockingly uh, light amount of analysis. Um, uh, something like t- probably 20, somewhere between 20 and 30 civilians died. An American citizen, an eight-year-old girl, died in this raid. Um and Trump, when asked about what went wrong earlier in the week on Fox and Friends, blamed his own generals. Well, here's the thing. Here's where I think you're getting it wrong. Is, um, like, you don't, if something goes wrong in a military raid, mm-hmm. you don't blame the president. No. Okay? You blame the commander in chief. Right. Because that is the person who is ultimately responsible for those things. So if we just figure out who the commander-in-chief of the armed forces are, then that's where the blame would go. Right. Well, wasn't there that placard on the the president's desk that said, uh, the buck stops with the commander-in-chief? Can somebody tell me who that is? (laughs) Yes. So anyway, Trump, I mean, look. Credit where it's due. I do not think Trump is a smart man. I certainly don't think he has a grasp of history. And I don't think um, he smells very good, probably. I don't think he wears good suits. His hair looks like... His hair is dumb. But damn those steaks. Is that where you're going with this? (laughs) The steaks were terrible. The vodka was supposedly supposedly tasted like you ran tanks with it. Um, But... The man has a very natural gift for um, understanding just how stupid cable news pundits are and what ca- what gets them what to, they'll like lap up to, yeah, what 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 gets them dancing around 
um, like they are some sort of genetic mutants that are designed to eat diarrhea out of toilet bowls and he has just dumped a huge amount of it into a toilet bowl and they're so happy they're just going to eat this diarrhea that just came out of that orange bloated asshole for those of you who are still listening let's move on (laughs) Um, point is his speech was well received after he did that fucking ghoulish shit yeah uh Um, he he exploited the tears of the widow who felt honored by the fact that the president uh, was, uh, yeah. was, was speaking well of the sacrifice. Uh, sure, as as anybody would be who was not the right guy's father. Now, right now, yeah. Now the <laughs> father was like, "What the fuck did that raid happen in the in the first place?" It is very unclear as to whether or not anyone benefited. And the least you could have done. But also, was I don't want to trot it. that guy out either. I don't want to trot any. Not. For, I don't want to trot anybody out here. These are people in mourning. They've lost their kid. Uh, maybe everybody stop with I, all of it. I, I think. I think the thing that bothers me every time I see it, because at the end of the day, this was you know a special forces guy. Like he knew the danger that he was getting into. Sure. You know he signed up for this. Um, so it, that thing that happens, um, when I hear the phrasing of this, consistently hearing Trump say this was an extremely successful mission, mm-hmm. you know, this was highly successful generally. Uh, and I think it's true about most of the folks in the military will say that no mission where someone doesn't come home is extremely successful. You, it can be worthwhile because it saves lives in the long run, but it is not a successful mission if a member does not make it back to camp. I mean, I did, I've never served, and I think there's a lot of people who want to claim the military's opinion in some way or another, and I don't think from these people I've spoken to who have served, I've known a wide b- variety of thoughts uh, and personality types. Both my parents served in non-combat roles. Point is, um, and they're about as different as the fucking like drunk Marine. I met w- mm. at one party who had been uh, up for 48 hours because it was St. Patrick's day. And he wanted uh, to drink pre- in every borough. If you'd Point- prefer, I rephrase, I do not consider any mission successful. Great. If somebody does not come. No, no. Family. I mean like not, not, I'm not, uh, side-eyeing you or anybody else. I'm just saying, like, people talk about the military. People talk about um, what what the army wants or whatever. The army's full of people. Like, the military's full of different people. They all have... There's a lot of difference of opinion and thought, and I think the number one act of respect that anybody should show somebody who's lost um, any member of their family under any circumstances simply i'm sorry that happened yes and i'm and and from my understanding he flew out to greet the family almost immediately the mother accepted it the father did not right so he did make an attempt to uh console the family i don't know if he said i'm sorry well but also he made an attempt to console the family knowing that people would see him do it Potentially, I I don't know. I I, I like, can't because because I had also heard that he sort of like snuck out undercover of night. 
No, I, 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 I was watching, I happened to be watching Twitter at that moment um, when Marine One left and mm-hmm. a bunch of pool reporters were like, Marine One just left and he hasn't told us why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 15 minutes later, a bunch of pool reporters were like, Marine One has landed at the place where they receive the dead. So okay, that's so why. Yeah, so they knew. Um, now, that got a lot of like hype, yeah. if you will, uh, the, the widow thing. Uh, there was a thing that didn't get a lot of hype that bothered me more. Uh, and I think it's because other people don't know what the lie was. Uh, uh, about, uh, I would say, maybe 15 minutes in, um, Trump uh, showed um, a woman in a wheelchair or, you know, in a, in a chair of some kind. I um, mentioned that it was Rare Disease Day, which I think of all the people that I've met, I was the only one that knew that. Uh, uh, I, had, I have another friend who's, I, my vision condition is a considered a rare disease. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be talking to another friend who, uh, who also has a rare disease. And earlier that morning we were texting back and forth, like, it's our day, yay! <laughs> uh, uh, so he, he brought out this woman uh, who had a rare disease, uh, had gone to a clinical trial, and it saved her life, because otherwise she would have been dead within six months. And then, uh, you know, went to college and got a degree and blah, 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 uh, and everything worked out. And he pointed to her as an example of, we need, like, uh, we need to cut regulations from the FDA so we can get drugs to market faster so that people like her can be more, you know, can be saved. Um, And everybody applauded because, yay, um, but here's the thing um, that already exists uh, for orphan diseases because he specifically called out orphan diseases. There is already regulation that cuts down the time to market considerably for folks uh, for that category. Because ultimately, if it is, if, if like an orphan disease is considered anything where under 100,000 people in the United States um, has it. So let's say they. They don't do enough testing, and the pill kills everybody. Um, 100,000 people dying would be a tremendous tragedy, uh, but it would be worse if Tylenol <laughs> right. killed everybody because then, like, 300 million people would die. Right. So uh, the rules are very different for that type of thing. So uh, the FDA said, yeah, okay, for those situations... Uh, both for the benefit of the pharmaceutical industry and for the benefit of those people, let's make it way easier to get those things to market quickly so that more people are saved. Um, and then for other things, let's make sure we test it so we know the ramifications on hundreds of millions of people. Uh, so when I saw him sort of trout that lady out, I was like, that is pure exploitation. There, there's nothing about that because like, even she knows that law. I'm sure she knows that law. Anybody with a rare disease knows that because every doctor who treats a person with a rare disease, that's like their only consoling thing, (laughs) you know, because everybody knows that like if you cured cancer today and maybe somebody has cured cancer already, it's still five years before I can buy that pill because they're going to make sure that it doesn't like you know, make you grow two heads. And then all of a sudden everybody's got two heads. Uh, 
rare diseases. They don't care. So they always tell you, like, hey, like, if they figure it out, it'll be out within a year, and it'll be great. Uh, so don't, don't do that. Mm. Like, don't, like, th- that is just a way for you to benefit the pharmaceutical industry and then make people feel like you are trying to benefit them. Uh, and don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't fucking take advantage of people like that. Yeah. No. Um, so, I, uh... uh, so that was the speech. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? I apologize. I, I no, know I can't. I mean, I, that, it, it, I, I don't have a rare disease. I, um, uh, so I, I I don't have a ton of information I can add, but that okay that 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 sure sounds like the Donald Trump I know. <laughs> um, so that was the first half of this week. Yeah, and we thought when we were planning this podcast that that was all we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then last night rolled around. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was talking tell, telling Dustin this before we went on uh, a little peek behind the curtain of my life. I um, I went out late with my wife and her college roommate on Tuesday night, um, because I make healthy choices, and um, we uh, uh, my wife's been running a, a pop up theater space, and and Tuesday night was the last night they had it, so um, we we went out for a little after party afterwards and had a great time, and then uh, came home and I didn't get to bed until like one thirty. Um, and I'd had some drinks. Um, so Wednesday rolled around and it was going to be a really busy day at work. And I, you know, sort of hustled my way through the day. And then I came home and I was like, well, I don't have anything to do tonight. I'm going to call it an early night, you know, take care of a little bit of work and then go to bed around 10. At like 9.55. <laughs> Twitter just turned into bombshells Mm -hmm. and um, like every news outlet went into full meltdown mode when uh, it became clear that uh, Jeff Sessions attorney general kind of full on lied lied to to the congressional committee in charge of the best part. The best part about it is like, uh, Let's say, because this was the thing we were hitting on. It was like, is it, is it happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if in fact it, this is the, you know, this is the first, uh, you know. This the, would be like the third at this point. Right. But let's just say, yeah. uh, for the purposes of what I'm going to say, it's, it's the first part of the thing. Um, it was caused by a question from Al Franken. Yes. Um, that wasn't even really intended to be a gotcha question, no. but it was just like, hey, do, do you think any of any of the folks who work with Trump spoke to the Russians? And he's like, well, I'm... I, I've worked for Trump. I was, I'm a surrogate. a surrogate. And I... I, I never, never did. Spit, yeah. yeah, he did. If, he sure shit did. If Al Franken, of all people... <laughs> Laid it down. Was the one, is the one to, like, cause this whole thing to start rolling. Like awesome yeah because he's still one of those people where i'm like how is that real but like you're not bad at it yeah (laughs) yeah uh oh um we didn't talk about this beforehand um but i started seeing a bunch of things (laughs) where uh and i'm curious if it happens should trump make it all four years uh oprah 
was watching the speech. Yeah. And uh, and she was like, well, I didn't, I didn't run in the past because I was like, well, you need government experience. Right. And then I see this jerk and I'm like, you know what? Maybe 2020. Yeah, I know. But it. Uh, here's, I here's the thing. I don't want her to be president, but I want to see how they go about attacking Oprah and see how far yeah. like women are willing to take it. A full-on attack on Oprah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think Oprah could win. I think it would be not as bad for democracy as Donald Trump it currently is, but I think it would still be pretty bad. Right. Um, I, I, and, and, and I say this liking Oprah, one of because one of the things about being the president that makes Donald Trump really good at it is that you have to be willing to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I don't... You don't, I don't think Oprah's willing to kill? I think Oprah... I think Oprah only does Oprah's dirty work. Oh, see, I... I don't think she's going to send the seals in. I think Oprah's going to chop her in herself. I, I mean, that'd be fun if it were true. I, in, <laughs> in my mind, I, I think Oprah's one of those people who, like, comes into the into the room where a person's, like, tied to a, tied yeah. to a chair, like, in her dress, yeah. says a couple, like, real cold things... And then just sort of like gives a nod to somebody and walks out and mm. closes the door, and you just hear the screaming through the you've door. You've really got the you've got re- Oprah's killing really cinematic in your mind. Yeah, she she's in a kitchen in a restaurant. Oh, okay. Just so we're clear, gotcha. like you know, like yeah. like one of those big. Yeah, yeah. Maybe white. In, maybe in the walk-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get. I she get goes right you. back to the party. She doesn't even like nobody's uh, face. I I I feel like. I mean, part of the thing with Obama that is like becoming clear in retrospect is that Obama got kind of played on the ne- on the world stage by a couple different actors, and like that goes to a lack of like experience with foreign policy that mm-hmm. I'm sure is not playing out right now for Donald Trump. Uh, I don't see Oprah necessarily being any better at that. Being any better at that, but no, that's what I'm saying. I, don't, I, I do don't... think she'd be a better president than Trump. So. Yeah. I don't want her to be president. Don't get me wrong. I'm not fighting for her to be president. Um, uh, I'm just saying it'd be fun it'd to be watch. F- I mean, like, you know what? It would be fun. And I, will t- I would take four years of fun after the shit sandwich we've, we're, we're going to eat. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Anyway, uh, so, so the point is uh, it came out. Jeff Sessions, uh, friend, to, friend to the Russians. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, apparently committed perjury. Now... Um, can we, you know, now, how, now, now, uh, sorry, I was going to say, um, Alf Rankin was very clear in asking his questions. Like, look, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to ask these questions. Like, so the question is, is Jeff Sessions a lawyer? Uh, well, you know what? He's the lawyer actually. So, so if anybody would know what perjury was. Well, it's his job to prosecute it. So. Arguably, um, a person who is the highest lawyer in the land probably shouldn't. Who is testifying before Congress should be. Should, pro- I mean, pro- probably should be like. There's been some back and forth on whether this truly meets the standard of perjury, and I am I am also not an attorney, so I couldn't say. Um, we could just turn it down a couple notches and just be like, it wasn't it truthful. Mm-hmm. It was fairly dishonest. It was kind of bullshit, and he should not be the attorney general. Somebody else, the, the uh, I, uh, no, somebody <laughs> I was reading um, 
uh, on the Twitter made uh, the following point. How much do you think uh, all this this Russia stuff sticks in the craw of people of color? And I was, initially I was like a little um, like angry because I was like, you know, I get what you're saying here. Like I, I, I didn't engage with him. I just was thinking about yeah. it. I was like, I get what you're saying here, but like we're talking about a, a foreign power like subverting our democracy. And then I was like, yeah... But isn't the fact that Jeff Sessions is also a racist piece of trash and that a racist piece of trash put him in power, isn't that something that should also be incredibly disqualifying? Yes. Uh, and, and, it's, and, he, no, and he tried and, to subvert the democracy of people of color. And it's not a thing that even gets talked about. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a fucking piece of racist trash. But, like, let's uh, talk yeah. about the Russian thing. Um, the, so, I mean, I, I, I can't I, I don't know what he did to prepare. Right. But I know a lot of the people who I was seeing, like, uh, on news stories, admittedly on CNN, who mm. um, has a minor bias, but whatever. Uh, Put Jeff Lord on. Yeah, um, we're like, look, if you if you are going for like attorney general, and you are testifying before Congress, you prep. Yeah, like you get asked a billion different questions and, and figure you out know the phrasing. You're going to get asked about Russia because everybody's talking about Russia. This is fucking. Right. Um, Everybody got asked about Russia. And you say things like, I don't recall. Yeah. That way, later, you can say, I, said I, I didn't recall. recall. I didn't I remember. That's true. I don't remember everything that I did. That's why people say, I don't recall all the time. Yeah. As opposed to just saying, like, no, I did not talk to the Russians. Right. And then having to go back. Now, to his defense, he, re- he recused himself. No. Blah, 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 jerk off motion. <laughs> but he did. Um, yeah, he recused himself but, but, from, from things, uh, from investigations regarding the campaigns, but not investigations of Trump. Oh, I thought, I thought he did. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves because this is literally the only person that, like, that we've caught talking to the Russians. Right, except for, like, three others today. So... Carter Page, some other guy in Flynn, all had meetings. Oh, Jared Kushner. C- Carter Page, Kushner, Flynn, and then so four. And one other guy whose name I'm totally fucking spacing on right now. Uh, um, they all met at different times with the same ambassador from Russia, who, by the way, has been cited now in the media as being the chief spy master for the Russians in America. <laughs> The that, Russians, the Russians have said like he's not a spy. Uh, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vladimir Putin like waving his crossed fingers around as he said it. Listen, uh, the 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 point is, uh, all of these people talk to this guy in in the lead up to the to the fucking election and in secret not so secret yeah. meetings at Trump Tower they got him into Trump Tower somehow without fucking anybody seeing him at one of the uh, 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 and and some of the defense has been well when you're running a campaign and you're starting to you know get to mm. a certain stature you you start to talk to ambassadors and yeah sure you do that you don't talk to the guy who is representing the country that is actively undermining the electoral process you are engaged in yes but you've been briefed on the fact that that is happening yeah which 
Like, what are you doing? But let's say you did. <laughs> sure. Um, when asked about it, when asked if anybody from his campaign had spoken with anyone from Russia, yeah, his response was, no. not that I'm aware of. Um, so somehow meetings occurred in the building that he owns and lives in um, yeah. without, without him knowing. And also his like assistants were briefed on, mm-hmm. assuming that the briefing would go to him. Not only not only that, but he uh, shifted Ukraine policy. It's thought based off those meetings, and he shifted that policy. He initially said that the Republican National uh, Convention uh, changed the platform without him uh, putting any pressure on them. Now it comes out that it was him. As part of this investigation, as part of all this information that's coming out about this, it, Trump was the one who who put that language in there. So I guess we're saying he's a liar. Um, frothy, filthy, diarrhea liar. Um, all right. Um, do we want to cover anything else, or I, I there's some additional topics, some additional topics we wanted to yeah. cover. Um, uh, that's, that's everything that sort of happened this week on a national scale. Yeah. Um, but there's some stuff that happened, uh, on lo- uh, 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 local scales, um, in three states that we want to talk about and it's not funny. No. So we're uh, not going to try to make it funny. Yeah. Um, the first one, uh, being in Arkansas, um, Arkansas, there was, uh, uh Arkansas is a domestic violence one. Um, correct. I just want to make sure that I'm yeah, getting just, it right. Uh, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Mississippi. Right. Uh, the, the initial thing happened in Mississippi. Uh, in Mississippi, they. I can make this a little funny. Okay. Mississippi and Arkansas are the same fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, there was a uh, law that was being proposed uh, that said uh, one of the grounds for divorce is uh, is domestic violence. Right. And. They decided, I don't think it even left committee before it was rejected. Um, The logic being that we need to protect the integrity of traditional marriage. Right. And enforce traditional marriage and allowing something like domestic abuse as being grounds for a divorce will just open the floodgates and then everybody will get divorced. Which... Um, is something stupid people say. Yeah, to be to be clear, I, uh, Dave did the research, and technically, assault is a grounds for divorce. Sure. Um, and uh, certain intolerable living conditions that are probably umbrellaed by um domestic domestic, vi- domestic violence are, but um, I kind of feel like you know, there's no downside. No, to adding that, the language. I, that's, that's the, I think that's the big if part of it. If somebody introduces the language and you think about the language for like more than a second, you think, yeah, there should probably be grounds for divorce. Yeah. If you then vote against it, I mean, you're stepping out of your way to stop it. Why is this the hill you want right. to die on? Right. If, if it were she prefers margarine over butter, then... Get out that, of my house. Yeah. And that's uh, like that'll open the floodgates, right? But uh, domestic violence—if if domestic violence will open the floodgates, 
deal with your domestic violence problem. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the, that's the only excuse for for not voting for that is saying I'm so busy trying to stop domestic violence that I I can't go vote on that because I'm actively stopping it because it's so, happening so much. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one. So that's Mississippi. That's Mississippi. Arkansas said, hey, if a married couple, um, uh, if a couple's married and uh, the husband rapes the woman uh, and she gets pregnant from said rape, uh, that he is entirely entitled to prevent her from having an abortion of that child. Right. There's a, a provision that allows a spouse to sue to stop a... Um, uh, an abortion, and that's already horrible. Yes, that's completely awful. Like, I'm sorry. I agree that this should be a decision that everybody makes to, together and whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're asking so, if you're saying to somebody, you have to carry for nine months this potential time bomb inside of you that could kill you. Um, because the husband won't sign off. That is, I mean, that's just fucked up. Yeah, that's awful. Don't. Uh, we we can all agree that basically, with almost every right, um, committing rape against a person certainly nullifies it. And I know that, yeah. like, you know, there, there, you know, you still have right to a fair trial, and you still have, sure. you know, a bunch of rights. But like, if you were convicted of rape. And you're like, yeah, but now I, like... But like, I still want to force her to have that kid. Yeah, you don't get that. That's not that's not a thing. Yeah, um, except that apparently in Arkansas... Arkansas it is. Um, How did Arkansas fucking elect Bill Clinton? I don't know. What the heck? It was a different time. Everybody was high. <laughs> um, and uh, lastly, uh, Ohio. Um, this gets a little technical. Right. Uh Ohio, uh, to be clear, um, uh, spousal rape is illegal in Ohio, as yes. it should be. Uh, as it is in every state, but they're, they define it differently in yes, certain states. Yes, it gets a little weird. Now, uh, technically, uh, in order to... Uh, the, the one technicality, if you are a married couple, is... Um, if the wife wants to prove, or husband uh, wants to prove uh, that a rape occurred, uh, they have to prove that they did not consent. Right. To it was coercive via violence or the threat of violence. Yes. Um, meaning that if you drug a person and they do not have that option yeah. uh, of saying no, uh, then it's technically not rape and you cannot... Uh, and this is only in the situation of spouses. Yes. But. But if you did it to a person who you were not married to, totally rape. Totally rape. So if you, in, in Ohio, if you drug your spouse and then have your way with them, that is not illegal. Yes. <laughs> and uh, recently they tried to close that particular loophole because Jesus, fuck. Right. Um, and. And for some reason. Every Republican voted against it. Yeah, and you know, like... To what upside? 
again, you know, one of the things about me is that I'm always trying to see the good in people. I'm not. Um, and I'm always, but I'm, I, I am, I'm appalled in general by lazy arguments, right? Mm. And I see, you know, a lot of like us versus them is, is lazy argument and I don't like it. You know, like I don't, uh, Democrats do plenty of bad shit. Republicans do plenty of bad shit. People tend to paint the other side with uh, terrible things and then like rush to defend their own side when they do the same terrible things. But in this case, I cannot fathom what the Republican talking point is on not closing this loophole. Why on earth would people vote against that? I, typically, when we get to a point in this podcast, I will come up with a sarcastic, stupid explanation. I cannot come up with a sarcastic, stupid explanation I, for this. I, I can, and okay. I, I feel gross saying it, but I feel like all of them are doing that. <laughs> all of them, all these Republican men are drugging their wives. You're saying you think perhaps Ohio is the roofy capital of the world? Uh, it, it's certainly in the Republican state legislature, yeah. That's the only explanation I can possibly come up for this, that they're afraid that they're going to get caught. I, I think there should be a test. Okay. Um, if you're going to make a law, you have to go to your grandmother <laughs> and explain that law to her. She can, like, she doesn't have to agree with you. Right. But you have to sit there and, and explain, like... And if she looks at you super disappointed... Yeah. You have to live with that. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Um, so anyway, so uh, that's the thing we wanted to cover at the end. It's, um, you know, we went a lot of different places, but, the, like, we felt like it was important to... Because that's one of those things, because it's on a local level that may get missed... Uh, yeah. And shouldn't especially, especially now With that fucking clown ass Motherfucker in office Like you just You can't There's nothing There's so much that's happening I feel like All around us That we're kind of not paying attention to Because of clown ass motherfucker uh, So what? what is the uh, What is our opposite effect, opposite effect charity For this week? Our opposite effect charity Is the National Domestic Violence Hotline since um, since at least three states are being a little backwards about all this, we figured we should um, promote uh, the uh, a good way to get information and also to talk to somebody if you need to. Uh, you can go to www.thehotline.org. Um, uh, you can also call them at one 800 799 Seven two three three or TTY one eight hundred seven eight seven three two two four, and you can donate to them at that page as well. And um, they're a very good organization that will help survivors, and um, they also do try to help abusive uh, partners uh, break that cycle. So. Get in contact with them. If you need to, please donate to them either way.
All right. And that's our show for the week. Yeah. And uh, we apologize for all the things that we missed in the hour it took us to record this. I'm <laughs> sure that there will be a I'm ridiculous sure number of them. that as soon as I put Twitter back on, I'm going to like, Yep. I'll never sleep again. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.